welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over best WoW moments, sort of the feelings, uh, thing... Tough to explain what I want here, but in terms of a title, but achievements made within it, things that are to do with the game as a whole... Uh, so it can range from WoW expansions that are released or uh, WoW expansions that are, what is it, announced to it's a very small things like getting a piece of gear, etc. So without further ado, let's get into it. We do have the weekly uh, news as always. And I do want to say if this is a bit of a short one, I do apologize. My mouth is a little bit messed up at the moment. It's quite painful to actually speak or whatever uh it might be due to like a couple wisdom teeth or something that's happening back there and yeah it's just very difficult to speak as it is and uh all of that good stuff so sorry and apologies in advance if this is a bit of a shorter episode and i'll try and rectify that next week but i'll do my absolute best for you guys so the weekly news for this week is Valinor, Morgeth and Antros are the world bosses for this week. And make sure you hop over there, get your conduits, your anima and your uh, pieces of gear. They all help gearing new characters and stuff like that. The brawl for this week is Cooking Impossible. You bring the ingredients to your faction's cooking pot and it's the first to collect 15 ingredients uh, wins the, what is it? <laughs> that's the word and the bonus event for this week is arena skirmishes so you get more honor by participating in the skirmishes this week so if you're looking to uh, gear some characters for pvp now is the time to hop into battlegrounds arenas and stuff like that to gear them with the uh, latest uh, buff that you've been given which increases your honor and conquest gain for uh, pvp related activities so Best wow moments. Now, we're going to start off big, and then we'll sort of go for the smaller uh, pieces. But expansion reveals. Expansion reveals, there have been... Oh, God, how many in total? Let's drop something. Uh, how many in total expansion reveals? Got Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, uh, Cataclysm, Mists of Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands and now Dragonflight. There has been nine expansions in total, so nine expansion reveals. Now, each of them obviously had their own different sort of cinematic. One that I remember being very uh, good was uh, the Wrath of the Lich King one, uh, the very first BlizzCon, I believe, back in like 2008, something like that. But it was just these two little characters walking along, and uh, you know, they would be. Like going through Northrend and following the paths of Arthas and stuff like that, and it would show one of them rising up to be a Death Knight. It's very, uh, it, it looks old now that when you look back on it, but it's uh, the beginning of what we've come to know as the sort of in-game cinematics or announcement cinematics, um, such as the latest one being the Dragonflight. And the one before that being Shadowlands with Bolvar on the Frozen Throne and all of that stuff. 
expansion reveals are always good because it gives you a breath of fresh air. You get to see a lot of uh, lands that you've not seen before, potentially, or they just remake the entirety of the uh, land itself. You get to see different uh, systems in play. Now, these systems have become unpopular in the latest expansions, such as Azrae uh, traits, uh, you know, anima power, conduits, and stuff like that. They've not been the most popular, but some things have become popular and some systems have become good. Artifact weapons are very good, but the only thing is it was done over three expansions as well. The AP grind, as it's called, with the Azerites, uh, Azerite points, and you have uh, the anima, anima points uh, grind. Uh, all of them were sort of over three expansions, whereas uh, the Legion artifacts were the first to do it. So that was a system that was actually liked compared to the others that I have mentioned previous. But expansion reveals give you these systems that you can always look forward to and hope that they bring the game into some sort of good light, such as Dragon Riding at the start of uh, Dragonflight. It's based off of momentum, so you soar down and you know you sort of swoop up your wings, you glide almost pretty much, and it takes into account your momentum and it completely changes how you fly, how you get around the aisle, and it isn't in replacement of flying as we know it today. It is merely a different mechanic that you can utilize within the game at the very start of the expansion, which is really good. And these things need to be implemented into the game to give them that breath of fresh air and, you know, give the player base something to look forward to uh, going forward. Because, well, like Shadowlands, like Wall of the Draenor, they're like Battle for Azeroth, really. There's been quite a drought in recent uh, World of Warcraft uh, expansions between the patches, I should say. So Shadowlands had the longest uh, patch drought ever I think between 9.0 the release of the game and 9.1 which was something like just under a year which is absolutely insane it's like 200 plus days or something but yeah expansion reveals are always one of the best wow moments and best feelings that you can get just by not even playing the game but by being a avid follower of the game and uh, see where the game is taking or going like in the near future and stuff like that Next is cosmetics. Everyone loves cosmetics. Everyone loves being able to transmog their characters. Everyone loves being able to choose their title, choose sort of, uh, you know, what gear they wear. Absolutely everything uh, from like, in between. So cosmetics, whenever they're added to the game, uh, are always lovely bonuses. No one has ever looked down upon cosmetics and been like, oh, why have they added that? That's just stupid. No, everyone has always seen cosmetics as, yep, that's really good. I'm finally glad that they're bringing that to the game. Like the um, in Shadowlands, they introduced glasses that you could use as headwear uh, into the game. So you could transmog uh, glasses. And uh, this is what people were wanting forever. And there were very few people that were against this change. I'm not too sure why people would be against this change as it's just a very simple change that gives more people different options. It's not going to harm anyone in any way. Uh, they're doing something similar in the next patch as well with Transmog. They're allowing people to Transmog white and grey quality items 
so that you can get these sort of basic looks a lot easier. A lot of people like the basic look, maybe like the, uh, you know, level one look where you first spawn in, you've got this simple robe, it all matches with your feet, uh, and that's it. That That's it. Some people like that. Some people like to go massively bulky in their warrior or something and look absolutely tanky. Some people just like a farmer's, like, transmog. Some people want to walk around as a farmer, looking like a little farmer, you know, your little straw hat, your dungarees, your, like, jean, like, pants or whatever, whatever. Like, it's all it's all good. <laughs> so, cosmetics are always loved and are always one of the good moments in WoW whenever they're announced. And they usually fly under the radar quite a lot of the time, but they are usually always a positive impact on the game and one that some people will always be like, yes, thank God they started to add that. Uh, achieving your goals in WoW is one of the things that I find is the best anyway. So whether that be through rating, PvP rating, whether that be through completing a raid, whether that be through completing or getting certain items that, you know, go well together, like from dungeons, a lot of people uh, seek a lot of the same items from a dungeon and they might not get it for 30 to 50 attempts, but when they finally get it, they feel that breath of fresh air, that relief and stuff like that. So achieving your goal in well is always good and there's many different variables to it. So you can be a mount collector, pet collector, a transmog collector, you can be achievement hunting, absolutely everything within WoW is doable and you can turn that into a sort of goal that you wish to achieve. Collect 500 battle pets, sure. Collect 500 mounts, yeah, go for it. Like, absolutely anything is on the table when it comes to that and achieving this goal when you play World of Warcraft is one of the best feelings to happen in the game and these are usually goals that happen during your downtime in WoW. So in between raid tiers or in between, you know, PvP sessions. You know, it's just something very simple. Uh, first max level. Now, this really does feel good. So how do I go about explaining this one? Not everyone remembers their first max level. And uh, where they dinged, how they dinged, when they dinged, on what day, week, month, year, minute, millisecond, whatever. But everyone remembers that feeling of first hitting level 60, 70, 80, whatever expansion you started in. Everyone remembers that. And then you're like, what do I do now? Oh, okay, I guess I just have to gear my character. So you start gearing your character a bit. And then you realise that PvP is something that you enjoy, so you look into PvP a lot more. And then you realise, actually, PvE looks very interesting. I'll get into raiding. So you get into raiding a bit more. And that's when the game opens up to you so much more. And people realise this and think, oh my god, that's something that you know I want to do again. So they go and level a different character to level it in a different way through different zones that uh, you know a completely different class to how they play so they'll play a warlock which is a caster dps they'll play a warrior which is a melee it's completely different so your first max level is one of the best moments in wow and you don't really ever forget the feeling 
but you can forget when where you got to that max level and stuff but for me i remember i don't remember my retail first uh max level i really don't i was way too young at that point but when wow classic came out i remember my mage i remember getting level 60 on my mage and then heading into molten core which will be the next point by the way but i remember getting to level 60 i was god where was i uh where actually was i i'm pretty sure i was burning steps yeah, I'm pretty sure I was burning steps or something, you know, le- like leveling. Could have been Plaguelands. One of the two. But yeah, my memory is absolutely atrocious. But I remember the feeling of getting to level 60 on my very first WoW Classic character. This was a few years ago now when WoW Classic came out. And it was just an amazing feeling. I hadn't felt that in so many years because. Leveling isn't my most enjoyable uh, time in World of Warcraft. I always enjoy the end game content, the gearing and stuff like that. But to go through that different experience from retail to classic made it all the more f- fulfilling. And uh, I really do remember going through each and every level through WoW Classic and you know it was a real journey and it really intrigued me on how difficult it was and how different it was and stuff like that but honestly it was just great it is one of the best feelings when you first hit your max level and it's not something that you forget really first raid gear and pvp gear is the next uh, moment that I do want to talk about I do remember going into my very first molten core raid I had attuned for it I had done everything in Blackrock Depths that I needed. I, you know, just simply did the lava skip or whatever it's called in Blackrock Depths, where you're jumping in lava and flailing about like a fish. And yeah, you just skip most of the dungeon to do the quest. It's good fun. It's good fun, but kind of annoying at the same time. Uh, The attunement quests, especially the ones in like Burning Crusade, where you're going through every single instance, it's, it's kind of meh. If you want to do endgame content, you just kind of want to hop in and get started. But, yeah, the first raid gear or, you know, good piece of gear, you don't really forget. My very first piece was wrists from... Who's the first uh, serpent boss in Molten Core? Is it Shazra? I think it's Shaz. Yeah, not Gehenna's. Yeah. I think it's Shazra, the one that casts Rain of Fire and stuff. Uh, that was my first ever piece that I got. Tier 1 Mage Wrists. That makes no sense. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, because the wrists drop off of trash. No, it was gloves. It was gloves. I'm being so stupid. Yeah, it was so stupid. Uh, it was uh, hypnotic flame gloves or whatever, hypnotic gloves, something like that. And it wasn't off Shaz, it was um, the dude before Ragnaros. I'm I'm losing it. But yeah, it was gloves and I was just so happy that I had got them. I was wearing green pieces throughout the entire run and, you know, my damage wasn't great. I was spamming Frostbolt as best I could. But 
yeah, getting these pieces, they weren't great for me, but they were a lot better and substantial in stats-wise than, say, my previous ones, which were just green, basic, 10 in 10 stamina sort of stuff. Uh, these actually increased some sort of damage, by, even though it was fire damage, but it did have better stats. It had mana per 5 and stuff like that. So all the small upgrades, even though it is a raid piece gear, is something that you wouldn't you don't necessarily forget as well as pvp gear whether you get an entire set uh, of pvp gear or you just get simply one or two pieces um i have a story for this my sister actually had a hunter called choc chip uh formerly known as choc chip anyway now choc um we didn't necessarily know what we were doing gear wise and whenever it said stamina on it my sister was kind of like, yep, that'll do. So she's just got all the PvP gear that has stamina on it. Absolutely decked out in stamina, nothing else. And she was probably the highest uh, HP hunter in the game when she was max level. But did no damage. As long as you have more health, you survive easier, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. So you always forget your PvP sets. And these were... um. These were the level 60 like field marshal sets, the like rank 8 sets or rank 7 to uh, 10 sets, I should say. Like these weren't bad pieces of gear. They were very good. But if it's a stamina on it, you know, it, it's a go. It's a very good. So you don't forget gearing in PvP. Like if you take uh, that piece of gearing to say the Shadowlands one, I will never forget the Shadowlands PvP gearing because you had to up, you had to get to a certain rating to upgrade your items, and that's kind of just tedious in a way. Whereas I prefer the Warlords of Draenor style, which they're going back to in Dragonflight, where you buy a piece of gear and it's good. You don't need to upgrade it, it is very good. It's the same as Mythic Plus uh, or Mythic Raid tier equivalent uh, in arenas, but outside of arenas, it will be, you know, the same as, say, a heroic piece of gear. So, you know, it's it's very substantial in both PvE and PvP, but it still matters. And I will always remember that sort of gearing system for Shadowlands when, you know, a couple of expansions have gone by and we're still using the Warlords of Draenor one, which is the simple... Yeah, you buy it and it's just good. It sets you up for the rest of the season and stuff like that. Now, the last one that I'm going to talk about is getting what you wanted from a profession. This one is more catered to WoW Classic, but professions can be very good and very worthwhile in, say, WoW Classic compared to retail at the moment. Uh, They're looking to overhaul that in Dragonflight, which is really, really good. But... I know what I wanted from professions from the get-go in WoW Classic. I knew that I wanted mining, and I knew that I wanted engineering, because I love the engineering uh, grenades. You can use stuff like a uh, defib. I forget what it's called. Spark ray? No. Yeah, it's just defib. I'm pretty sure it's just a defib, like a gnomish defib or something, you know, to uh, shock people back to life so that you have a resurrect. Or potentially it might malfunction and stuff, but you know, 
Uh, you can have Shrink Rays, you can have a Gnomish Death Ray, which does damage. I just remember having all of these little gadgets and stuff that I could use in PvP, and that's kind of what I wanted from my profession. And uh, from mining, I could easily make some gold by mining some veins and getting some arcane crystals to sell, and they were very profitable. So I knew exactly what I wanted and what I was getting into with my professions. And uh, knowing what you want and being able to achieve what you want with them professions is really good. Say you want to be the best alchemist on the server and you get every single recipe and everyone knows you and you're constantly getting referred to other people in classic saying, oh, this person's a really good alchemist, go to them. They offer good wages or like tips and stuff as well. So it's really fulfilling knowing that you got what you want out of your profession. And I really hope that they introduce something like that in uh, Dragonflight going forward because, well, professions have not been shown a lot of love in the past couple of seasons or seasons expansions and they could do with a real overhaul which i'm pretty sure they're doing in dragonflight it's just a sort of wait and see moment that's all but i do have to cut it there i'm really sorry my mouth is absolutely killing me going through all of this thank you all so much for listening be sure to check out all of the social medias check out the patreon page it's all going on everywhere but thank you once again for listening and go with friend goodbye all